This is an extremely unusual time in history. We are changing an epoch. The earth inhabitants are in the moment of an epic time, a shift in the planet that moves into a new consciousness that in astrology would be called a procession of the equinoxes. That's those 2000 year cycles that we just moved into the age of Aquarius. That's a precession of leaving Pisces and moving into Aquarius for 2000 years. Aquarius is the higher consciousness. In today's busy world, how can we find the inspiration, knowledge and energy to live a healthy and empowered life? If we balance and harmonize our mind, exercise our body, live according to the laws of nature and connect to spirit, can we find a way to heal, become our authentic self and live our purpose with love? I am your hostess, Amy Fournier, and welcome back to Awakening Aphrodite. Do you know anyone that has food allergies or sensitivity or intolerances? Seems like, unfortunately, it's kind of common these days. I'm here with Wade Lightheart from Bioptimizers, my favorite supplement company, to explain how one of their amazing products, which I take every day, P3OM, can actually help with allergies and food sensitivity. Yeah, so when you're looking at a food sensitivity, and of course it correlates into uh eventually develops into allergies and then really significant inflammatory based conditions. So there's different stages. Most of the causes of that are some sort of contaminant protein that is now being attacked by the immune system as an invader. And that means that some undigested protein or some element from an agent got through your gut barrier and into the system and you're having an immune inflammatory response. And so it's a hyper inflammatory response to that product and it continues and usually goes progressively. Now, with the medical field, they'll treat the symptoms of that with various drugs in order to block it. But what you want to look at is potentially addressing the underlying causes. Can you break down that protein that that is causing the inflammation in the first place? And that's done by number one, being on an anti-inflammatory diet and number two, supporting that with the right probiotics. And the most aggressive strain that you can use in combating uh, food sensitivities that lead to those conditions is P3OM, a patented proteolytic probiotic that identifies undigested proteins, gobbles them up, um, kicks out bad guys that produce the toxins when they consume that cause an inflammatory response as well. So it beats down the bad probiotics or the bad bacteria and enhances the growth of good bacteria, travels throughout your whole system and has been demonstrated to survive the gastrointestinal tract. We stack it with the most potent form of prebiotics that allows it to develop and cultivate. So it doubles every 20 minutes in your body and it wipes wow. out those inflammatory agents. I highly recommend people take it uh, before they go to bed. And of course, if they're around any inflammatory agents that trigger them, and if they do that for you know just a couple of months, most people will find uh, very positive responses in their system to using P3OM. I love it. And I always take a bottle when I travel in particular, because you're exposed to all kinds of, you know, strange, scary things when you're traveling out and about and different foods. And if something's cooked properly or whatever, I feel like it's my insurance from my whole system. And, um, and I take it anytime I, if my tummy's upset or I ate something that didn't agree with me and I don't know why or how Wade, but it works for me. 
we've got uh we're undefeated against uh food poisoning uh we've had literally hundreds of people uh that we've known personally that have been suffering in uh, horribly from a food poisoning incident and i tell them go grab a bottle of p3m take a handful of mm -hmm. those tablets eat it down and a few hours later do it again and usually within 30 minutes they feel better and usually within the day it's corrective and it never ceases to amaze me and i'm so grateful for that and uh i i think that when people are in those situations they become true believers on yep. the efficacy of it so if you have any stomach issues using them you'll see the benefits i totally agree you can't argue with results you can get yours at a discount by entering amy f10 at checkout that's amy f10 and you won't be disappointed how does Paleo Valley and Wild Pastures, your companies, how do they basically transform the meat industry? How are they part of the solution? Yeah, so our beef sticks are all sourced from American regenerative farms. 70 to 80% of the grass-fed beef in America today is imported from other countries. And so I think what we're doing when we support that is we're undermining our ability to create a sustainable food source and rehabilitate our soil here in America. It's part of the solution because we work with these small-scale family farmers and we create that demand, we connect them to the conscious consumers like your listeners. At every stage of the process in all of our products, we're considering agriculture. We're understanding that link between human and environmental health. And so we're just creating products that help people support that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for making foods that taste good, are super healthy, are consciously produced, and so convenient. I mean, everybody right there. What else do you need to know other than, oh, you got a coupon code, Amy Fournier 10. That's all caps, A-M-Y-F-O-U-R-N-I-E-R 10. If you forget, it's on my website, recommended products. I really hope you try Paleo Valley. You won't regret it. Now let's get back to the show. Well, I probably don't have to tell you that we are in very interesting times indeed, aren't we? You know, you probably feel kind of like a low-level anxiety going on in the world right now. And uh, I think collectively, we all feel like stuff is, there's a lot really of disturbingly wrong stuff happening. Stuff that we, that we thought was true, wasn't true. And like we are seeing the, the person behind the the, the green curtain that's pulling all the strings and uh, what we thought was truth and uh, reality is not. And uh, a lot of misconceptions and deceptions. And it's the great awakening. It is indeed the great awakening. And you might have even been feeling a sense of like uh, overwhelmness and like just you can't keep up with time. Do you ever feel like you're constantly running out of time? Like, you got stuff to do in appointments and you look at the clock and you're like, all right, I got, I got, you know, two hours. And the next thing you know, you look and you're like, damn it, I got five minutes. I got 10 minutes. Like, where did that time even go? Is that happening to you? Well, that's been happening to me a lot lately. And I've been hearing it's been happening to other people too. So I am thrilled to have you here with me today because I well, you're going to hear in the episode, I'm going to save it for you, but I, I'm going through something very, very, very important that's personal right now. And I had to uh, pull out one of my secret weapons. I had to call Marilyn Dumont, who's been my personal astrologer, and uh, she's been an astrologer for 25 years. 
And uh, I actually hooked up with her. Well, you'll hear that in some of the other episodes because she's been on the show twice. She's been on episode 54, which you will hear, by the way, kind of like the nuts and bolts, the foundation of understanding astrology. If you're the kind of person that knows astrology because, you know, in the back of the newspaper and you read your sun sign or something like that, well, this you're going to want to listen to episode 54 because we really kind of break it down from the expert, really kind of the just how significant and important astrology has always been in the history of humanity. I mean, it's been all cultures have used it to navigate through life and to understand the cyclical nature of all things. So 54 to help you understand that. And also Marilyn was on for a second time, episode 77. Another critically important episode, one of my favorites of my show, because we talk about the Hopi prophecy. Yes, the times we are going through now, my friend, were prophesized years ago, almost to the fact it could uh, give you goosebumps. It's crazy. Uh, we talk about that prophecy as well as the 12 principles for self-care on episode 77. and. Spoiler alert, in today's episode, Marilyn talks about, or at least even reminds us, of how those 12 steps of self-care, which she shared with us last time she was here, are actually the instruction manual for navigating through these challenging times. So we revisit that a little bit. But look, I want you to know that the three things, the Hopi prophecy, 12 steps to self-care, and what she calls the timeline, meaning astro astrologically, what is going on right now as far as the sequence of events that are happening, those three things you can find on my website, on my blog. Marilyn was kind enough to share them with us. She shares them with all her personal clients. She shared them with us so I could share them with you. So I posted them each as a blog post on my website. You can get for free which is my name, amyfournier.com. Okay, while you're there, you might want to sign up for my email list and check out all my other stuff. Because by the way, if you sign up for my email list, have you heard that I'm working on a online course? Yep, that's right. So if you're on my email list, you will be notified of when that course is live and available. And I'm also going to be holding in-person events again very, very soon. I miss that so much. I did that when I had my club in Massachusetts. And uh, I just can't wait to hold my women's circles and all my healing events and sound baths and fun stuff that we do. So you might want to hop on my email list. But today's show with Maryland, wow, wow, wow. It couldn't come in a more perfect time. She explains to us what the heck is going on with time and why is there like no sense to anything. She talks about why we shouldn't even bother basically to try to gold set because all the old ways of doing things, the ways of thinking, the, the, the things, the things that kind of led a led to B led to C of the old world. Those ways are gone. We're entering the fifth dimension and we got a new paradigm here that we got to wrap our brains around. Cause guess what? My friend, if you're listening to this, you're alive right now and you're part of the, of the, of the generation of the people that came to this planet right now at this time to help usher in this historical time for humanity. Wow, we got, we got lots of work to do, my friends, but let's do it with love 
and fun and uh, optimism. We talk about the importance of courage and trust, seems to be a theme on my show, and about being present in the moment and how we're moving from the third dimension to the fifth dimension, trusting our instincts, moving from operating with our head to operating with our heart. And Marilyn gives us some very interesting advice on what to do if you're experiencing resistance. You know, what that really means. Like, is, you know, like you've, you're having problems, which is really cool. I never heard that take on it. And she explains to us some really significant things that are going on right now in the planets, like the equinoxes, the solstices. Actually, she even explains what they are for those of us who need a little one-on-one and how we're coming to a very critical fork in the road. It is a very critical time of choice. And the supermoon, the supermoon that we went through. Now, I don't know when you're listening to this or watching this, but September 29th, I think it was, we had a supermoon that was also a full moon and a blue moon. Boom, boom, boom. Like bang, bang, bang. Full moon, blue moon, supermoon. What does that equal? That equals wow like bam. Okay. So I don't know if you look back on your calendar, 29th of September, 2023, what happened in your life? I know for me, probably one of the biggest things in my life happened to happen, one that I was praying for, for years. And, uh, you'll hear about that in the episode. And lastly, she explains to us a really cool thing I never heard before called Anthropocene Epoch. And did you know there's a difference between an epoch and an epic? Yeah, two different things. So we learned a lot here. We, and we also rounded out with being light workers. that this is the time where the planet needs light workers. Lastly, Marilyn gives us a little heads up on what we, we can expect in 2024. You definitely want to listen to the end of the show for that. Okay, what's it going to be like? And heads up, something's coming in April. That's for sure. April, April, April. So... Hold on for this one, guys. This is a fantastic show. We try to bring it down to earth for you to make it practical so we can uh, really use this in our lives. I really hope it helps you. And uh, if it does, let me know. Please leave a review. That would really help me. And please support my sponsors, my, my, the products on my website. There's discount codes there for, for you to save some money as well. And it really helps me to keep bringing the show to you. So thank you for sharing the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting me. And uh, thank you for being a light worker. Let's now join Marilyn Dumont. And welcome back to Awakening Aphrodite with Amy Fournier. The show is about helping you to be healthy and fit in mind, body, and spirit, as well as harmonize your masculine and feminine energy, tap into your intuition, true source of power, awaken your authentic self, I am absolutely thrilled over the moon and back, over the sun too, to have my friend Marilyn Dumont back on the show because guys, like I mentioned in the introduction, well, I had a personal conversation with Marilyn just a few days ago, right, Marilyn? Yes. Because of what's going on with me. If uh, you're a subscriber and follower of me on, on YouTube and Instagram and all those places, you'll know my journey in the past three years of looking for my dream home where I'm going to work and live and uh, contribute to the world, hopefully, and be supported by the world as well. And uh, 
I had a call with Marilyn this week because uh, I I found a property that might very well a whole great spirit be the one. So I had to I had to get a call in with Marilyn to check what my chart had to say and and then she dropped so much as usual mind blowing amazing significant information on that call for me that also relates to kind of the state of the world right now not to mention what's coming down the pike and I said gee whiz Marilyn would you mind coming back on the show yet again because we have got to share this with other people so friends I want to share with you my amazing uh, you know, secret weapon, Marilyn Dumont, <laughs> who's always in my pocket, is always dialed in, is, uh, and as you know from the previous episodes that she's been on the show, as we have in the show notes, episode 54 and 77, 54 and 77, you got to check those out because they're still very relevant today. Uh, check those out. Those were her previous appearances. And here she is yet again for the third time. So Marilyn, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me again. This is this is going to be amazing. And it has been so much fun working with you and finding that, that wonderful place. And uh and that just brought us both together in a time when there we're we're entering the, the transition of our planet in major ways. And um it can get overwhelming for people. It, it can be uh, it, it, because it's so new. This new move that our planet is moving into, we're actually changing something that's called an epic time. And so, as we're changing this epic time, we're moving into to space and time in a way that is all new. We've not ever done this before. And so it it at times gets overwhelming because astrology has always been a, a, a way of understanding how humans act on the planet. And in that, how we then have trust in the cycles of our epic time. And now all of those cycles are changing. And it's scary for people sometimes. It's like, well, I used to be able to trust everything, and now I can't. And so what does that mean for the future? And I think right now it's so important as we are getting our tribes together and as we are finding our place on the planet Earth that we're actually going to be living, all of those things, our job, what we're going to be doing for, for a living, and in that, how are we going to be the pioneer in the new world? It's as I tell people right now, when the Conestoga wagons went west in the 1840s, they loaded up their wagon and they had no idea what they were riding into. And that's where we are now. We have no idea what we're riding into. And in that, we have to know that, that we're going to have to trust ourselves. We're going to have to, to trust the tribes that we find ourselves in, those people that are in our community locally, but also because 
what do we have? We have Zoom right now. We have all kinds of ways of being able to communicate all the way around the world. So we're also learning to find people in other countries, other cultures, other ways of thinking. And this is one of the most exciting times to be on the planet. It is an epic change of a very large epic system of understanding being human. You know, that's a great analogy about thinking about, you know, the pioneers and, you know, settle, setting out in an adventure in like, you know, the wilderness, like in a, in a, in a horse-drawn wagon with like your blanket and a, maybe a jug of goat milk or something and, you know, going across the prairie with, you know, storms and this and that and, you know, famines and all this. And they didn't know what they were going into and they just, you know, had each other and their conviction or of, of a life that's better, what they were going to was gave them strength because they must have had a vision of something better. And, and I talk about that a lot because Tony Robbins always, he, I think he coined the term, you have to have a compelling vision of the future. I remind myself of that when I get depressed, which happens, <laughs> you know, and I think, okay, I've lost my vision or I think my vision's not going to happen. I, like this house thing about me looking for my home for three years, I would often, you know, this, is this ever going to happen? And it, you know, so my point is to have a compelling vision of hope, something pulling you, which will give you strength and resiliency to make it through the hard times. So we need that. Please talk yes. about that. And, and that's most definitely it. Um, when you change, when you think back historically at our planet, and the way it has grown from, you know, being wandering nomads to being intellectually and, and consciously aware has been a long journey. And this journey right now is the end of a time, but also the end of the way we operate on this planet. We're moving out of the third dimension We've been in, the, been in the Iron Age, which is the least conscious age. We have been in that for 5,000 modern years. And in that, we have struggled with not being conscious, not having the ability to know things just by knowing it. We've been a very tactile third dimension planet in these 5,000 years. And in that, that is what is changing radically. We are leaving behind the third dimension, which is the Iron Age. And we are moving into a multi-dimensional ascension dimension energy. And to do that, there's new laws of physics to be on the planet. And that is the, that's the part that people are, are working with letting go of the third dimension because it is time for it to go because we're moving into the golden age, which is the age of highest consciousness. And we're moving into that right at the time that Aquarius, the age of Aquarius is starting. And that age of Aquarius is enlightenment it's technology growth, it's community local and community global now. 
when we started moving into the age of Aquarius, what got invented? The laptop computer. Everybody can talk to anybody on the planet now within 10 seconds. And with probably the iPhone, you know, your phone. Oh, your phone, all of the yeah, technology. Yeah. We mm -hmm. can reach anybody on the planet mm -hmm. within seconds to minutes. And find out and, answers. You just Google and find phone, answers. Whatever you want to know. Google it on your phone right there. Oh, it is. Mm -hmm. And then part of that is, is that what that's going to do for us now as we are pioneers for building the new world of ascension dimensions, the ability to be conscious in other dimensions of the fifth, sixth, seventh dimension, and beyond that, eventually, we and going into the golden age where there is abundance, there is is what we need. Each person is in charge of themselves. And the golden age will be one where we just we we center ourselves. What we do in the 12 steps of self-care that, that you and I have been working with and everybody that works with me and you and that and many more because we have awoken a many people to that system and so in knowing that we self-care and that we stay in the higher consciousness out of the fray of chaos we're going to we're going to go into the golden age in a very strong way and and it's going to be very powerful to get there from now as we are letting go of the third dimension is complicated because we've lived that way for so many years, we're in the habit of living that way. So now we're in the growth period where we're going to have to change those habits. And I'll uh, redirect people to the episode. We talked a lot about moving into the fifth dimension. I believe it was episode 77 when we did talk about the Hopi prophecy and the steps to self-care. And I know we're going to get more into that, but um, I think what's interesting is what you said is um, about, I also think, Marin, like we don't have everyday examples and role models of people who are living in a fifth dimension re uh, reality around us. Like most of the world is stuck in that third dimension or they're still trying to fit a, a square peg into the round hole. Because what you're telling us, Marilyn, is that everybody, the rules have changed. The game has changed. And now we're in, like, let's say a, a round hole, but the world was operate is still most of it operating from a square peg that you're trying to still fit in that in the hole that is now round. So we have to get our peg square, meaning fifth dimension, because it's no longer round in the third dimension, so it fits. And then things are going to flow. So since we don't have in typical everyday life, certainly not TV or any mass media, um, a good example, what does that mean, how we live in the fifth dimension? Can we break it down to like a literal example for people? Like this would be someone with a situation and they're, they're in a, a third dimension mentality. This would be an example of that same situation of operating in a fifth dimension reality. Because we, people listening to this show and following you and all that, we have to be the example of how fifth dimension works so people can figure it out. And it and it's going to take a little while to get comfortable with that. Yeah. Because the fifth dimension is such a way that it feels like 
the things that happen in a day are actually magical, that they just happen. And, and then people, because we're used to living in a clock and a calendar and having goals and having outcomes of those goals <clears throat> already predisposed, and then we just do it, now this is the time we are in the moment all the time. We no longer have a clock and a calendar. If you talk to the Hopis, if you talk to the Cherokee, if you talk to the Dakota, uh, tribes, any tribe on the planet now, um, especially in Australia with the Aborigines, they don't do time anymore. They're going back to the nature of, of operating on the planet, which is, yes, the sun comes up and goes down, but they don't track years and they don't track days and they don't track hours. And that's where we are right now. As a matter of fact, you and I had a moment of that. Let, let's just talk about that. You and I had a moment of that. We were supposed to meet at three o'clock. Today, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, today and uh, to start this program. And so here we are. I'm looking at about quarter of three and I go, I'm going to be about 15 minutes late. And then you send me a note that says, well, I'm going to be 10 minutes later. And I'm never you know, late. I've got 10 before we can start. And I go, yeah, we can't do the clocks anymore. That doesn't work. And then when we went to start, like what, so I had some technical problems, a battery, they just, yeah, it was, so we ended up starting basically 25 minutes after the hour. Which exactly. Was, yes, which was and kind of unusual for sure. It is. And then, but it isn't anymore yeah. because we're in this time now where we are not in time. We're in universal connectivity and the universe tells us when we can move and what we can mm -hmm. do. We are learning that that third dimension doesn't work because it requires time. That's why when you look at the, at the world as it is, especially the working world is so obvious with that because no longer can people work nine to five because if the universe calls them at, at 10 o'clock in the morning and wants them to do something, a nine to five boss isn't going to let you leave work to go do it. And so we are finding now more and more corporations are collapsing. The ones that have figured out that time can't be measured from nine to five anymore. There's a lot of companies out there right now that are actually operating on 24 hours where their staff comes in and does their eight or nine hours that they're going to do in uh, you know, from two o'clock in the morning till 10 in the morning, you know, and, and then they go home and then someone else comes in and works a different time. That's happening in a lot of, of organizations. So, so we really are this whole technique of how are we going to change the structures of the planet is what we're dealing with right now. And it's so important to understand the physics of how this planet is going to operate and the and the time wave physics uh program that i have that i will send to you by the way that is that is the flip from the from the time of of five thousand years to future so the time wave and i'll just do a quick thing on that the time wave took over in 2012 
when the Mayan calendar changed, when it completed its 5,000 year cycle and changed in 2012, December, the third dimension started going away, started collapsing. So the third dimension was done in a time and space. It has a specific date and a specific moment in an hour. So you've got a second, a minute, an hour, a day, a week, a month, a year. And if I could just interject, if people want to follow along, they can actually look and see a visual of what you're talking about. This time wave, go to my website, amyfournier.com. We will put that link in the show notes. If you're listening, driving, busy, whatever, come back, go to my website, go to the blog. And this, the time wave from Maryland in this episode is in, it is a blog post. You can actually download it, take a look at it visually if you're a visual person and see what she's talking about. And I'll also add real quickly, we also have this 12 Steps to Self-Care from Maryland, as well as the Hopi Prophecy as blog posts on my website. So if you want to get a visual on those to understand it better, amyfonder.com blog post, you will find those. Sorry to interject, but just wanted no, to... No, thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Because the third dimension that we've lived in modern times in the last 5,000 years, we had to have time. We had to have a clock that had second minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, years. Then we had to have a, we had to have the physics of being able to track that. And so time was always standard. It was the clock and it was the calendar. One day, 24 hours, next day, 24 hours. Then we had to set a goal. So you and I set a goal to have this show at three o'clock. Well, if we had done this five years ago, we would have been there at three o'clock. No question. Because we set the goal. We, we then put the tasks to get that goal done. And then we did the action of those tasks. And at the end, we had a three o'clock meeting. So we had to plan. We had a one-year plan, a five-year plan, and a 10-year plan in every company mm -hmm. business that we ever had because that was how we could run our day because we had to live with a clock and a calendar. At the end, there was always a result usually set up by the goal of what we wanted. That was our measure of success. We set a goal, and if we got it as we set it, it was, we got some kind of result or reward in that. Now we move to no time. We move to timelessness and we move to living in the physics of a time wave and a, a way of being in the moment. So the time wave is a warp, a wave and a warp. It's not measured in increments. It's now and present. So you and I got now and present about 20, to, 20, uh, 20 minutes after we had thought we were going to do it. But that's because part of what we're learning about the new world and the new dimensions and the way we do this is when it's time that's when the universe does it. 
If you rush the time, it screws it up. That's all it is. So time is in a wave. It's now and present. Life is lived from experience to experience now, not day to day. Mm-hmm. You and I are in an experience right now. We're the only two sitting here right now. This is going to go out and become an experience of greater source eventually. But in that, we are in that experience together. In that experience, we can't make goals. Goals are gone now because we don't have a timeline to do this anymore. This is this this experience we're in is going to last as long as it needs to. And then it's going to move on. So life is experience to experience. Goals, we have to now, the only thing we have to do now is let go of time. Let go of a goal and say we're pl- the way we plan is by letting go and showing up when that when that experience comes to fruition for us to deal with. That's how we're going to work with it. Then the task, there are no tasks. It is the state of being in responsiveness and awareness to the moment that all is present. So when we got into this and started working in it, we are now in the moment, showing up and present. And in that, that experience, your experience and my experience together today is going to bring fruition to something in both of our lives. And it's going to enrich our toolkit. We have a toolkit now where when we are in the moment, we, we have everything avail, available in that experience that we need to create something. So as we create, it's going to be amazing because if we just are in it, let it be, but have the responsibility of being aware of what it is giving us, then we'll get the rewards from that because it causes us to grow our consciousness from one experience to the next experience to the next experience, it is all the same. We're growing every time we have an experience. You may hang up here and you may go to the grocery store, okay? Somewhere there, you're going to meet somebody that you start talking to that because you and I had this experience, you have more wisdom to your experience in talking with them. So now we don't get a degree in four years of college. We get a degree in every experience. When we have an experience, it grows our consciousness. It grows our soul. And that experience then becomes the thing that allows us to be richer in the next experience. And that's not richer in gold, but richer in knowledge. Then you go from there. And you say, what do we do? Because we still have to act on the planet. We still do have to work. We still have to do things. So that's where the 12 steps takes over. So the 12 steps of self-care are about how the 
physics of our operating in our system is and how we are working that. And it's very interesting. I've got a little sheet of it right here. I keep all of these pinned up because I read them every day. But this is the 12 steps to self-care. So these 12 steps to self-care are really the physics of how you leave the third dimension and go into the fifth, sixth, seventh. Those 12 steps then become the action when you have to take what the experience was and work with it out into the future, then what you have to do with that is, all right, what is what is the self-care to get to the outcome? Well, to me, I think of them not so much as the action, but more of the mindset or even the instructions, the manual, how to now navigate in the fifth dimension. Like the, the, the 12 steps that, again, we did a show on it already, everybody. Go check it out. Check out the blog post. But things like, you know, if it feels wrong, don't do it. And, you know, say no, say yes. I mean, all, it, they're all so basic, which I loved. But if you actually live them, like Marilyn's saying, the action, if you take action and live those, you're going to navigate the, through these choppy waters a lot easier. Yes, and it's going if you're in that state of being in 12 steps, and that's going to take, I'm not saying this is easy. Okay. This is going to take practice because we have learned how to live without the 12 steps. We haven't done it in over 5,000 years, probably 10,000. Mm -hmm. So in that, those 12 steps become this amazing ability to be in the flow now, not in a linear line of the third degree, uh, of the third dimension, which is very narrow, but now we're, we can flow and we can just create um, in our experiences things that, that move us forward without stress. Mm -hmm. So we're just gonna have to practice those 12 steps. And when we get hooked back into the third dimension, remember that once you realize you've done that to yourself, stop and, and just go, wait a minute. Okay, erase, erase. I just need to go on and I need to get back in the flow because the flow is where resources are, where our authentic self is, our resources, our integrity is in the flow. The minute we get pulled back into the third dimension, that is when we are out of sorts with the universe and out of sorts with our own higher consciousness. You know, I'll add too that this is tough because I don't know how old everyone listening and watching are, but you know, many of us have lived multiple decades not operating this way. And to your point in the beginning, this takes courage. This takes resiliency. This takes trust. This takes all these things that. Well, I don't know. We've had it pretty easy the last couple decades, if not centuries, um, certainly at least a century. And, you know, resiliency has been coming up a lot. And uh, particularly to your point about the time wave. And I hear you saying we really can't goal set anymore because there are other factors going on, of course. And also it's just a different playing field. Like it doesn't, it's not a, Step A goes to B, goes to C. It's not linear like that anymore. So goal setting gone. So that's where resiliency comes in. And like, even for me or anybody listening that 
has a dream or something that you've wanted that feels like so long. Is this ever going to happen? Is it ever going to happen? I don't know what it is for you, the person listening, watching. What That thing that you are just beside yourself with, is this ever going to happen? It just, it, I'm doing all the steps. It should be happening. And I found, Marilyn, that's what I was thinking. Like, I'm praying and moving my feet, as they say. You know, I, I'm doing everything I should be doing to, to have find what I'm looking for. It's not happening. Like, what, what am I doing wrong? But what I had to do was just be, keep in my faith and resilience, and to your point, retraining my brain every time I went to the, you know, this is this is stupid, you know, maybe it's just not meant to be, maybe I'm dreaming, you know, all that talk came in, and I would have to redirect, retrain my brain, go back to the 12 steps, and literally discipline myself to not think that way, and bring it back online, keep faith, and, and I remember saying to myself many times, because I pray every morning outside barefoot, and, uh, I just remember saying that a couple times, many times actually, I don't care if I die going after, the, like I, I, I promised great spirit, I will not stop believing. I will not stop believing. I don't care if I go to my death and still thinking <laughs> my last words were, I'm still going to find that dream. I'm still going to live that. Like, and, and it was almost like, Great Spirit was testing me, like, how can we beat her down? I don't know. It's probably like sounds awful, right? But you know, no, but it feels it, that way sometimes, right? And I guess I'm just I'm just doing this for the audience. Like, if you feel like I can't do it, I can't. I don't. It's not. You know, you're just so disheartened. I get it. Marilyn gets it, and I'm just trying to help the audience. Like I just said, I, I don't care. Like I will die going after this. I don't care if it's another three years. It's going to suck. There's no question. It does suck already, but I will keep going. So to your point, the resiliency, and then to your point, Marilyn, about being in the moment. I like how you say about you're, you're telling us to be in the moment. So what I'm hearing you say is, is to be open to the variance of detail to how the universe delivers, because, you know, the old, the old projection of your expectations isn't always exactly. And so far you're right on the money. Cause that's exactly what happened with me with this one particular house. I saw, I actually almost didn't even go into it. I wanted to leave. I'm like, this isn't it. I was ready to leave, but we won't get into, I want to get sidetracked, but I, so there was a variance in what I expected, but like you told me be in the moment. So I was like, you know what? There was something that drew me in and it would happen to be a body of water. So I was like, well, I'll at least look at it. So I was in the moment. And then to your point, be ready, like to be ready to jump on it. Like, cause when the universe drops it, you got to be ready to pull the trigger. You know, you can't, you can't like be like, hmm, I don't know. Like that's talk. number four, trust okay. your instincts. Okay. We've, we have got to learn how to use our instincts again. That was taken away from us by, by religion. And as we had that, they wanted to be in control. They didn't want us to be in control of ourselves. So they told us that instincts were not nice. They were just, you know, base and all of that. 
Well, the truth of that is instinct is where truth is in our body. It's our third chakra. And when you, how many people do you know who have had an experience and they go, oh my gosh, you know, I was walking down the street and then all of a sudden my stomach just got into a knot and I felt like something with someone was following me and, you know, and, and then, oh my gosh, there he was, he was right behind me, you know, and all of that. And, but that instinct comes through our third chakra. That's where the universe sends it through that third, third chakra, which is the, is the, the end of the base part of our life in the beginning where we go to the heart chakra where we're now in infinity so and first, so third chakra I, stomach your gut third like chakra gut, gut stomach. so you, what how do we work well you know boy i just you know went into my boss's office and he punched me in the stomach he told me he didn't like what i was doing you know and and you go oh my gosh you know and then then I love the one that's that's more fun than any is, and I'll pick. Um, you know, we were always raised to to date, and you know, and then accept people the way they are. Okay, that was the thing, especially in my time, which is a long time ago. So in my time, you know, it was like if I didn't like that person that I was dating then, you know, if it feels wrong, don't do it. I still kept on doing it because everybody said, well, you know, you can't have high expectations. Yep, Why would a woman want high expectations, you know? No one's so perfect. that would go on. Yeah, exactly. I heard that all the time. No one's perfect. I'm like, okay. Nobody's perfect, exactly. <laughs> so as we go through these processes of understanding, we're leaving the that, comfort of the third dimension everything being in place before we do something and now we're having to hang off a four thousand foot cliff and go oh i got to jump now i can't even think about it like all your training ready go like it's game time like you just got to be ready to go and then go jump you got to yeah. in that moment. Mm -hmm. And and I, and so people say, well, I, you know, I don't know. I, you know, this could yeah. happen. This, I don't know whether to trust that whole thing. And I go, that's not where your trust is at issue. You don't know how to trust yourself. And you don't know yourself. A lot of people don't know. They don't know themselves to trust themselves. You, you know what I mean? Like, who am I? What? You've spent many years. If it feels wrong, don't do it. And we still do it. That's right. So we have lost the trust in ourselves. That's right. And so we would move instantly if we had our instinctual trust lit up for us. We would move instantly. We would know exactly whether to go left or right or go, you know, turn around and run, whatever, and how, whichever way. And how often would you trust someone that constantly let you down, did things did not do things that they said they were going to do, did not have your back, put other people before you. So what I'm getting at is we don't earn our own trust because we often abandon ourselves when we should have our own back because we're people pleasing, because we're trying to keep the peace. Because, you know what, I'm we tired. We can't say no, or we can't say yes. Or I'm tired, I don't feel like exercising, or you know what, I'll just, you know, whatever. Like we just, you know, rather than saying, you know, tomorrow morning, I'm going to get up, I'm going to work out, 
I'm going to drink, I'm going to drink at least, you know, 30 ounces of water, whatever. And then you don't, right? So there you go. You just told yourself something and you didn't do it. Right. And I, I mean, if I had a partner who didn't do what he said he was going to do, I, I would just be like, you stink. <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't rely on you. I can't like do what you say you're going to do. So that's how you build self-trust is you, you, you have your own back and you stick up for yourself. And that's how it begins. Well, and that is why I use the word courage so much right mm, now. Yes. Because we have got to have courage to yes. be willing to trust ourselves. Yes. The Hopi, the Hopi speaks, talks about the fact that we've got to go inside ourselves now. We, as a matter of fact, the last last line of what, what we have to do, it says here, and do not look outside yourself for a leader. Meaning no longer can anyone tell us what to do and how to do it. We have to instinctually know what's best for ourselves and do it. And then trust that outcome. And the other thing that I find kind of interesting that, that throws people is that they feel like um, if it ends up not happening, it's because it's something that went wrong and they want to blame somebody for that going wrong or they want to blame themselves for that going wrong. And I tell people now, we have got to be careful now because we are not, when we get things that make us uneasy, we should not take that as if something is falling apart. We need to take that as something in the universe is sending us a message to get alert. Listen to what just happened. What was the thing that got you know, out of line or out of sync with yourself. And when you look at that, that tells you, wait a minute, I need to back away. Or wait a minute, I need to put myself in a place where I solve the problem of that because it's my problem. It's my situation. And I have enough trust in myself that I can make it happen. So instead of looking at things as good and bad, I made a note to myself about that this morning. Instead of looking at things in a way that says there's a failure here in some way, mm -hmm. just think of it as, no, it's an early warning system now. Warning of what, Marilyn? I'm not, this of, is great. Of I'm being more aware. Okay, become more aware. Okay. Become more aware in the moment. So when we're when we're now in the new world where we are in the moment and have to act in a moment, what we we're, we're getting different ways of learning how to be aware because it says here, you know, your task is to be aware in the moment and experience that. Well, you know, we very rarely in the third dimension live in the moment. We're always thinking ahead or we're looking back. Well, we can't yeah. think ahead and back anymore. We're in the moment now. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, we we the choices are instantaneous. 
if if we choose not even to say anything, that's still a choice. Yes. And it causes the fork in the road to go in a different direction. So what we're having to learn now in this time wave process is we're having to learn that the physics of how we stay aware is so different. And in that awareness, we need to know that when something comes at us out of the blue or out of the corner of our eye, that is the universe saying, you, you get more aware, broaden your peripheral. What are you missing? Okay. So what are you saying if something unexpected out of the blue, it means pay attention? Yes, it does. It doesn't mean it's there to irritate you. Okay. It's there to give you facts, to give you more information. Uh-huh. And then for that, you step back and you observe it. What is it that just happened? Mm-hmm. What did I miss? How do I work in this? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's part of, of this self-care part of being aware is about, it, it's, it's, it's a, a way of knowing more than we knew. Mm-hmm. And it's not coming at us as something that's negative. Well, what I like, that's beautiful. I love that. What I like about all this too, Marilyn, is you're teaching us to use our own body as a tool, as a barometer, as a way of navigating. You know, you don't, you know, you got, you got your gut with you. You got your, your intuition, you know, your third chakra, as you're saying, with you. And if you cultivate that relationship, that, that very subtle, nuanced communication, that is always with you. And, and I'll add that to me, what, what's really funny, I'm sorry, everybody, but back to my house analogy, because this is, I just like, I like giving a real example for people, like just hopefully they can extrapolate it to their own lives. Um, Marilyn, I had to, because of my programming, I literally had to tell myself one morning after I saw the house that I had to consciously, because here we go, reprogramming my brain into the 12 steps out of the old way of thinking, to make this decision from your heart, not your head. Yes. Because I was, here you go, I was mentally masturbating and all the bouncing back and forth of all the reasons why this probably was a bad choice and my dog's going to get killed by a car because the street's on and this is too big and this is too small and blah, blah, blah. And so I was logically in my masculine energy, which is very important to have. We all need logic. Yes, but, we need both. But both. I was not balanced with my feminine and bringing my heart online. What does my heart think about this house? What is my heart? How did I feel when I was there? So... It was reprogramming a new paradigm, my fifth dimension, and being present in the moment. And I had to literally do that as well when I was on the property. I had to get out of my head as I was literally walking around analyzing stuff with my notebook, okay? And I had to literally reprogram and train myself and remember to stop and just feel. What am I feeling? How does it 
feel to be standing here? Third chakra. Third chakra. And that's, again, I'm just trying to give an example to people of me being in the fifth dimension and, and living what Marilyn's saying, my intuition, my gut, my heart, bring my body online to help me make this huge decision rather than my head, which was just part of me. Well, we, we've developed a new chakra. Well, we didn't develop it. It was put to sleep when we went into the, into the Iron Age. We had a chakra out 15 inches from, our, uh, from between our belly button and our heart. We had a chakra that in the, when they had the Golden Age before where we would walk up to each other and we have, humans have a personal space. Mm-hmm. So it's 15 inches. If you come in that 15 inches, it's because I let you there, not because you should be there. Okay. And so in psychology, they, they talk about that. So in the, in the days of the golden age before, when we walked up to somebody, there was a vibrational chakra an exchange. Mm-hmm. And, and we would walk up to each other and literally connect our chakras. And we and if you ever saw Avatar, when they walked up and they took their ponytails and plugged it in, they they said, I see you. Well, when you're plugged into someone else at the at the gut chakra, at the belly button chakra, when you're in that, then you are and, and you walk up to somebody and you connect that gives you the avenue to go to the fifth dimension. Wow. That is the physics of how this works. I love it. And that's why hugging is so powerful. And that's why hugging is yeah, so powerful. You're, you're right. You're touching. But but when now this this was opened in, in 2007, I had a guide come to me and tell me that they were opening that chakra for us again. Woohoo. So when they did, it was kind of interesting. And then what comes along Avatar, you know, and they're just doing the same thing. And yeah. and so now this is the physics of how we get to be together in an experience so that we can be aware because two being aware is better than one being aware. Okay. Sure. So as we're sitting here talking and if we were in the room together face to face, which is how we usually talk to people, we used to talk to people. That's why this thing where we're where we're going electronic and we're not touching people and we're not uh, connecting to people, that worries me. But I, I think that's going to get taken care of pretty quickly when the when the world flips. So, but that means that you can that's that's the physics of how you get to the fifth dimension. So are you saying we we need another person or we need? Oh, we can do it with 50 people in the room if we want to. They can all connect. It doesn't, it's because the fifth dimension is not physical. Mm -hmm. We're in the physical. Yeah. So, and we're used to working with physical physics. Mm -hmm. Well, now we're being introduced to physics that goes way beyond physical. Mm Mm-hmm. So as we go and practice the 12 steps, do you know all the 12 steps are is from one to 12? One, when it says, you know, if it feels wrong, you know, it's like you said, I had to feel my heart, not think something, but feel my heart. So if we 
the way they kept us locked down to the third dimension was if it feels wrong, don't do it. Feels wrong. Okay. Not if is it is wrong, if it feels wrong. Or if you think it's wrong. It's not saying if you think it's wrong. Feel. If you feel it. Yeah. And and that is the first step that locks you out of the fifth dimension. Mm-hmm. So in the third dimension, they locked us out by making sure we were humans who they told us what to do all the time and none of us ever thought it felt right for 95% of what they wanted us to do. Mm-hmm. And that shut down this system. This system is you get to 12 and it's L-O-V-E in capital letters. If you do all 12 of those steps, you are in the fifth dimension. The 12th step is the fifth dimension. Mm-hmm. Now let's get, let's, let's go into Marilyn, a lot of what we've been discussing, what's going on. So we kind of, and, and everybody's going to go back to 77 and listen to the fifth dimension stuff more. We've talked, let, let's kind of, let's give people some meat and potatoes about, okay. Cause, cause as you know, there's just so much anxiety. We're, we're in this massive st- state of change like we've been building up to. So what do you foresee in your astrology or experience of what what's happening? How can we navigate? What's coming? So this that's an interesting concept. Uh, let me just say this. We're, we're in such a change now. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's, it almost has a feeling of helter-skelter. So I started at the equinox. Okay, so October, October 23. October 23, 2023, Mm -hmm. uh, in the United States, uh, central United States, it was at 1.50 a.m. in the morning, okay? So it was the beginning of a new season. And equinox is, uh, we have four of them. Well, we have two equinoxes and two solstices. So that's when the time, uh, the way the sun is aligned with the planet that that they uh where we have equal time of day and night okay but the equinoxes are really important in that especially this one that we just had uh it's so it's the beginning of a new season equinoxes and solstices are the beginning of each season some uh winter spring summer fall so as we do the equinox this year in september it had some interesting parts to it that were quite um the, quite a challenge all right it was a very powerful one in that the sun and pluto were talking to each other and the sun and pluto and then the moon and uh and mars were speaking to each other and as they did that and venus and ver uh neptune and the sun were in opposition to each other and neptune is our god center Okay, so as this unfolded, what it was, was when we do an equinox, it's to to stop. In an equinox, we should pause. We go to especially the fall because the fall equinox is it's when summer harvest, the last summer harvest is in September. And so the last summer harvest and then it's to be and by the way they most most um uh indigenous tribes have uh ceremonies during those times 
and and they then they this fall one particularly they have a feast afterwards so that they can enjoy their harvest but then in that feast they put away food for the winter okay and then in that they sit down get quiet with themselves and they and and they think about they're slowing their lives down now because in the winter there's not going to be anything to do so as they go through that winter you know anticipation of the winter and taking shelter they all have meetings and they go well this year it looks like everything's going to be cold and everybody's going to have a lot of snow and everybody's going to have this and that so well you better have enough food in the house you better have an alternative electricity all of those kind of things so this september equinox was about us getting ready for this late fall and or and then winter this one was a major reset. We're in reset right now. Starting in 2020, we started doing resets of the planet and of human being actually physically human. We're actually changing our DNA systems right now too and things like that. And right now we're working starting in 2020, just as COVID hit was when we started the reset pro programs, long different things in astrology that I've never seen before. And this reset is going to continue until 2025. And then that's going to change later. And that's for another show in five years. So every equinox is a time to seek balance and new direction for our life. A new fork in the road that we start before and make choices after. And which side of the fork are we going to take? So the fall eclipse is about assessing your year. What did you do for yourself? What didn't you do for yourself? This one particularly, and this is a huge reset one where the fork in the road is huge. These road forks that we have are we've got to stand in front of, the, of that left or right. And we've got to sit with ourselves in an eclipse, I, I mean, in an equinox. And we have to talk to ourselves about which fork in the road am I going to take? Am I going to go left or right? And that is, you know, we can ignore the, so, so which choice are we going to take? All right, this is the time of the choice. We can ignore the process and the universe will assign the side of the fork for us. In other words, we can be sleeping zombies and we do that all the time. And passive. Mm -hmm. Just passive and just go on. Or we can choose the direction we want to experience for ourselves and then live the choice with higher consciousness and intention to grow our life. So I, I hear you saying we could either be a child or be an adult. We can exactly. make, make a conscious choice, choose your life, create your life, step forward, have your courage to step forward and make that choice, or lean back and let someone else choose it for you. Yes. And you know, look and have to live with those consequences. And don't complain when you're a victim. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You you have to live with those choices then. Mm -hmm. Um so this equinox extremely powerful um and it was it was one that um 
that is for the books, okay? And doesn't it coincide with the supermoon? Yes, it, yes, the supermoon is right after it. It's huge stuff all happening that's unusual. In, yes, in it's planets. very unusual. Yeah. Things I have never seen in astrology. And you've been doing it how long? 25, 26 years now. I mean, so, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Plus, I mean, many lifetimes. So yeah. be still time. I get people calling me all the time now. I can't get anything done. I can't get a job. I can't get a house. I can't do this. I can't do that. You know, what, Marilyn, what am I supposed to be doing? Why don't you look at my chart and tell me what I'm supposed to be doing? I said, you, this is the still time. Mm, the cooking and in, in alchemy it's the cooking phase it is it's a great mm -hmm. way of putting it i mm -hmm. love that analogy. Yeah. this is the time you sit and be you observe you are in the moment of observation now from now till december okay and people say well i'm not doing anything i'm not doing anything you know and i go this is the most important anything you could ever do in your life ever you be still now. And that is because? Because we've got all these planets from August to December in retrograde. Some of some months we've had seven in retrograde at the same time. A retrograde means that we we take a planet like Mercury, it goes into retrograde so much right now, and, and it's how we think. And then we run with it for a couple of months and then we have a retrograde. The retrograde gives us our still time to go review what we did for the two, three months before. And what of, what of that do we need to throw away and what do we need to keep and build on? And the retrograde is like we, we perceive the planet as going backwards. We right? do. We yeah. perceive That's it. It's not actually, but it's because yeah. of how we pass yeah. each other in the yeah. night. That's what the retrograde means. It's almost like turned around. So it's backward. The, the energy the planet normally gives us or is symbolic of is like backwards. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so as we go through those backwards degrees to review everything, then we have to make the choice. It's like uh, Saturn, seven-year itch. Um, when when the when the divorce happens because that's one of the things that happens marriages and divorces happen in saturn cycles and so you when it's retrograde you make your choice whether to stay in that relationship or leave it or if you're two going to stay together how do we grow it mm -hmm. we can't let one person stay behind mm -hmm. because then that doesn't work so this ability in this major time right now of this equinox is to seek balance and direction in our life. Well, we're not just talking about direction in the third dimension. We're talking about how do I work in the fifth dimension? How do I work in the sixth dimension? Seventh dimensions, they all have different physics to them. How do I do that? And how do I grow with the planet? Because I'm either going to be part of the group that takes the planet down in the third dimension, or I'm going to be the part that moves forward in the light and in consciousness and help be the pioneer to build the new world. So we've got choices about that right now. This is big choice times. A lot of people are leaving the earth right now. Yep. And that's just a fact of life because they've made the choice that they're, they're going to do what they came to do and they're going to leave and go back and come back later. So we, if we, you know, this is the time of choice. If we ignore the process, it's pretty much a third dimension decision. 
now. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're trying to talk to us about in this. Okay, so this be still. Watch what's going on in your life. Watch what's going on around your life, people around you. Uh, don't be the observer, not not the participant in it. It's like this is not the time to participate in trying to save someone else or to put up with someone else that isn't working well in your life. This is not a time to to. Uh, think well if i just go change a job everything's going to be wonderful no all the jobs are the same right now they're all in chaos Mm -hmm. very few that aren't we have a group of people in the light who are already building the new world Mm -hmm. those things are being not being put on the six o'clock news at night Mm -hmm. they're just being done in a very casual way Mm -hmm. where where you just go do it and you don't brag about it Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so those those people are already working on the new world with the new structures because in, as early as the first part of 2024 we're going to start building the new world mm-hmm. so, so they're this is already a, pre- a preparatory time it is a preparatory time mm-hmm. 24 is about getting the teams together getting the the resources getting the intelligence and the and the spirituality together so this, so what I hear you're saying is really, Marilyn, this is, and again, I just like to kind of translate it to everyday real life. This is the time, even though it's very hard not to be anxious and to be running around looking for something to do to make yourself feel better, that you're because it does feel better to take action than to just sit back. This is the time to prepare for the winter because the yes. winter's coming. So take this time you have to work on your relationship with yourself, your own tools, your intuition whatever, and because it's coming that you're going to need to use that. Yes, and in working with yourself, the Hopi tell you that. Don't look outside yourself right now. This is, there's a river flowing very fast. Mm. It's great and swift. There are those who will be afraid. They will try to hold onto the shore. They will feel they are being torn apart. That's the third dimension. Mm -hmm. They will suffer greatly. That's the third dimension. No, the river has its destination. The elders say we must go, we must let go of the shore, push off into the middle of the river, keep our eyes open and our heads above water, see who is there with you and celebrate because that is your tribe. Now, what that's what that code is, keep your eyes open and, and keep your head above water. Keep your eyes open, meaning all you're going to be looking at is the destination of that river. That's the light. And stay conscious is what I hear. And stay conscious. Mm -hmm. Stay alive. Mm -hmm. Keep your head above water. Keep Mm -hmm. breathing. Stay focused on the destination. That is the new world. And when we do that, we're okay. Do not look to the east, uh, to the uh, to the shore of the river. That's where all the chaos is happening. Shut your television off. Yes, is where <laughs> all the chaos is. Here's the thing, people. Please, the time wave is one page. Mm-hmm. The Hopi speak, elder speak, is one page, mm-hmm. only about half printed. Yep. Okay, the the twelve steps are twelve steps. It is not like I'm asking you to read an encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. 
It is study this and you know where you've got to go. You know what you have to do with this. The simplest things are the most powerful. I'm sorry. I mean, just simple, hard to do maybe, but simple. Well, yeah, it's hard to do if you don't trust yourself. Yeah. So September 29, Mm. we had the full moon. Mm -hmm. And by the way, that was a blue moon. Yes, it was. That was a blue moon and it was a super moon. So, uh, and it was in Aries. So, so Aries is the first zodiac sign. He is the, the bad boy. Mm-hmm. He is like a two-year-old. God of war. Uh, yes, yeah, the God of war. Mm-hmm. He's God of anger. He's the God of daredevil risk-taking. He's the God of, of soul because that rules the first house. He was one of Aphrodite's husbands. <laughs> yes. Yes, he two. was. Husband right. number two. Yep. And and so this this super moon, which by the way is the last of four super moons. Because there's four a year, right? This is the fourth uh-huh. here. Mm-hmm. So it's Aries, full moon, mm-hmm. opposing Li- Libra, sun. Okay. But also it is the Jewish holiday of Sokot. It is the seven-day holiday that that makes us think about an idea of home and what it means to have a roof over our heads. Slow down and reconnect with your natural world in your natural home. Wow. That is a Jewish holiday. And it is seven days long and it's celebrated. It's not it, it's just very loosely done, okay? So, the, and it started that night on the wow. 29th. And then the super full moon coming right after the fall equinox is about the reset and the new beginnings on an awareness of the need for us to move full time into the new world and the great awakening into the time of no time, into the time of the 12 steps, into the time of the Hopi vision of what we're going to be living. We we are the people we've been waiting for. We are the people we've been waiting for. Awakening where we will be living in galactic and universal energy. And we've talked about that today. We've talked about how it's the physics is different. We're going to have to take, we're going to have to take ourselves out boots on the, on the ground and teach ourselves how to be conscious in the fifth dimension while we're walking on the planet. And that's part of what we've got coming at us right now. There's so no this book to read. That up. There's, there's no this, instruction manual for us to. There is not for this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this super moon in Aries, Aries is the gladiator who protects the kingdom. He's the one that, that makes sure everybody's all right. You know, he's a free, he's uh, Russell Crowe, you he's know, killing the lions, you he's, know. He's Artemis. Yeah, exa- that warrior. too. Yeah. Exactly. The goddess so, so here we are, you know, awakening where we're living in the galaxy and the universe, meaning our peripheral has much more information now. Yeah. We're not just locked to this little tiny thin line of of third dimension where we don't have a lot of knowledge we've got the whole universe in our pocket now 
Well, we even know like the Earth's magnetic pole is decreased. Like there, what you're saying, like what, what I'm hearing you say is like we we have more, we have increased perception abilities right now that are that are unprecedented. Oh yes, um, and and that is one. You know, we're of course the scientists now have even bought into the fact that they know that the um, that the North Pole and South Pole are moving. You know, we're, we're, they're flipping already. I think they've they've moved like something like seven or eight degrees um, in the last two years. They, they the, the pole itself has moved to the point where, by the way, airplanes now have they're having to reset how they take off from airports, the runways. Wow, it's because we've altered our planet that much. So. I've been talking about October, November, and December as a time that I call the still time. Of 23, That's 23. That's yep. this year. Mm -hmm. It is a time, uh, a time in these three months that we will sit still and study ourselves individually. We are to remember our soul's journey. And mm. what that is, and you remember this because you've worked with me long enough, is I started years ago talking about being authentically ourselves being in our integrity, our personal integrity, and being congruent in that. In other words, never more would we ever say, uh, you know, uh, it felt wrong, but I'm going to go ahead and do it because that takes you out of your integrity. So to be able to go to the fifth, sixth, seventh dimensions, you have got to be who you are in your chart. What did your soul come to do? You've got to be in the integrity of that. And your integrity is not my integrity. Then you've got to be congruent in that, meaning every time. You can't sometimes just say, well, I'm going to do this even though I don't feel like it's right. Mm -hmm. And other times, oh, my God, that's all I can do because it's right. You know, we can't play on both sides of the fence. No more. It's done. Now you got to pick which side of the fence you're going to be on. If you're going to be in the, I'm just going to do it, whether it feels right or not, then you're going to be in the third dimension takeout. If you're going to do the, if you're going to do the coming into consciousness and into the golden age with your soul, then you're going to be, you're going to have to follow these 12 steps. That's just the way it is. You're not going to be able to jump the fence. Your feet, heart, and head have to line up in the same place as the Native Americans say. You have to be in alignment. And what I hear you say, Marilyn, is every time all the time there's no there's no mulligans there's no one time there it's consistently no matter what like yeah the universe has given us so many mulligans they don't know what to do about it now there you go. Yeah. they got eight billion people just you know think they're going to get another mulligan and that's yeah, and that's it's not yeah. that way anymore yeah okay so we are to remember our soul's journey I really move people to learn who you are and why you're here. If you don't learn anything else about your chart, learn that. Okay. Does the chart does the chart help people with that? Oh gosh, yeah. At your okay. north node, north and south node. And and just work everybody, you can call Maryland and do a private consultation. So she'll tell you exactly. So if you're wondering, like, I don't know how to do that, don't worry. She's there for you. There you go. That's it. Mm -hmm. So um, so your soul's journey and let go of things that no longer need to be held in the third dimension. So if you have, if you have anything that you're working on in the third dimension that has contention to it, that has a challenge, 
this is the time to settle it, you know, by either we, whoever it is with, we have to be apart, or if we're together, we have to agree to disagree because that's the way it is. So this is an extremely unusual time in history. We are changing an epoch, and that is spelled E-P-O-C-H, epoch. There's two different spellings for epoch. This epoch is a time measurement of how we've lived on our planet from the beginning of time. Science has named the epoch times we have lived. So it's E-P-O-C-H. So if you look it up on your phone and you use epoch, E-P-I-C, it's not going to work. Okay. This is an epic time. The Earth inhabitants are in the moment of an epic time, a shift in the planet that moves into a new consciousness that in astrology would be called a procession, precession of the equinoxes. That's those 2000 year cycles that we just moved into the age of Aquarius. That's a precession of leaving Pisces and moving into Aquarius for 2000 years. Aquarius is the higher consciousness. All right. Then, so this, they've finally named this epic that we're going into. I've been looking for this for, for years yeah. and I found it today. So it says this epic is called, and I'm going to butcher this, Anthropocene. A-N-T-H-R-U, Anthro-P-A-H or something, because I've got the vernacular here. So this is Anthropocene epic. This epic is the beginning of the age of Aquarius. We don't know how long it's going to last. Some epics last thousands of years. Some last, you know, 5,000 years. Mm-hmm. This epic now has a name, okay? This is unofficial name in the in the genealogy, I mean geology uh, times, because the geologists are who name these things. So look forward to finding out what that is and how they define it, okay? Yep. As soon as we move, as soon as we move into a precession of 2000 years of Aquarius in the wobble, and how that is, is our planet is here, it has an axis. This axis turns for 26,000 years. Therefore, every 2,000 years, that is lying on a constellation. So right now it's laying on the constellation of Aquarius for 2,000 years. It was 10, 2,000 years from Christ years. and Buddha to now when it was on Pisces, okay? Oh, wow. So every 2000 years. Wow. Okay. We have a new one. So we've got a new, new, we're just coming into the age of Aquarius. Mm -hmm. We don't have an exact date because there's no computers that can do the math for that. Um, so in this 26,000 year cycle, we're now in the age of Aquarius. This is the coming of a golden age. Aquarius is a golden age time. Mm -hmm. Okay. So and when you go into that golden age, and if you want to read up on that, you can go Google golden ages. And there's a whole bunch of people that have written articles about how 
the last time we were in a golden age. Mm -hmm. So the golden age is coming. We're leaving the least conscious age of the iron age, which has been war and, and, and discontent and power struggles and ego struggles and all of that. And we're moving into the golden age, which is the 12 steps to self-care. In the golden age, everybody's going to be using those. That's how they're going to live. So there's well, not. That's how be... they got there. And that's how they got there. Like we mentioned, and, that's and... your instruction manual, how to go into it. Yep. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It is. And in that, you have to understand that you're not going to, that in the golden age, there will not be nation states. Mm -hmm. Okay. When I tell people the United States is going to collapse, well, we collapsed 15 years ago and we just haven't laid down yet. But but there's a whole bunch of them that have, you know, in, in other in other parts of the world, we've already got nation states that have collapsed and there's no new nation state there. People are just doing their own thing, getting taking care of themselves. So as that happens and, and that collapses, and we don't know how many years it's going to take for that to happen, but I think it's going to happen pretty quickly. Just watching what is happening now, it's I think happening. it's it's accelerating. It's so this means that the universe moves us into an enlightened time, the what we call the light workers, okay? Because we have mm -hmm. no other thing of calling them that. Yeah. So the enlightenment time now is those who have lived on the planet enough times to advance their soul enough will be here as the pioneers in 2020 because at the early part of 2024, remember I said we had all these retrogrades going from August to December? Yeah, then they turn around in January. Oh, it turns around in January. Boom. Okay. January, February, March, and April. Things start no moving. Everything's moving. No retrogrades. The only retrograde we've got in that time is, isn't it funny? Of course, Mercury, because we've had Mercury retrograde four times this year just to <laughs> teach us things. Uh -huh. So you go, if you go into January, February, March, April, the end of April is when we finally start retrogrades. Okay. Okay. okay so basically but, those first four months, things start moving forward. Oh, yeah. Everything's going forward. All the planets are moving forward. We've had four months to study ourselves with all those retrogrades and throw out what we need. The light workers that are have done their homework, been still for the rest of this year, thrown out what doesn't serve them anymore. Cooking. They're going to start January and they're going to be moving wherever it is they have to work. The only time there's going to be in 2024, the only time there's going to be a Mercury ret is going to be a Mercury retrograde, and that is going to be in April. And guess what sign oh, it's in? Something's coming down in April, Marilyn. Yes, ma'am. There's what a lot coming down in April. Sign? What sign? Hmm. Leo. No, it's going to be in Aries. I was just thinking Aries, but it can't be Aries again. New beginning. Again? Again. Yeah, it is. It's going to be in Aries. Okay, it's going to be April. the first day of April through the 25th of April, and it's going to be in Aries, okay? And it's going to back up from 27 degrees, the sacred degree where God gives us things that we need, and it's going to go down back to 16 degrees and then move forward again, and then we're not going to have a retrograde again until April 
uh, uh, no, I'm sorry, it's not April. It's until May 2nd. Is, is, is Aries going retrograde again in April a good thing? Because you said God gives us... I think it is. Okay, I think it is because... I usually think Aries, retrograde is not good, but okay. Well, well, here's why I think it's going to be strong there. Is because Aries is the gladiator, the warrior, the one that explores, takes risks, is a daredevil, willing to get in the Conestoga wagon and go west. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have a bunch of people willing to get into their Conestoga wagons wherever we're going to be going. Because we don't have to clear the land anymore. It's a higher consciousness of the Conestoga wagon. So as we go, because because Neptune is sitting on the degree it was when we found it in the sky, but also Neptune was when we uh, when we started the Conestoga wagons going west. So what I hear you saying is a April is when the strong pioneer warriors are going to move forward. Time to move, everybody. Let's go. That's right. It's going to be I'm going to be doing what I'm going to be doing, and I don't care. It's like you said, I'm going to die doing it. These are people that are going to say, I'm going. Look, the first 500 people of Conestoga wagons never made it. Uh, yeah, I was just say they probably died. Mm -hmm. They all died because they brought their silk dresses with them. <laughs> you know, they, they they didn't have enough food. They, did, they didn't know what they were walking into. But then those that came after them got the word and figured out how to do it. And they and they took care of our country. The end, and here's the other thing we have to talk about is money. The end okay. of the Conestoga wagon decade, okay, in 2040, that's when we did the Conestoga wagons. They left Boston, Philadelphia, Washington, um, Atlanta, all of those areas. They left those areas and went west, all right? They went the early part of that decade. The last half of that decade, the men in Boston and on down the line got on horses and went to California for the first gold rush. That gave our country the economy that we were going to live with until recent time where we had a gold and silver Everything we owned had a value. It was gold and silver. And isn't that funny that it's back now? Because like I'm a big proponent of of getting gold and silver, tangible assets. Things come things come full circle, and uh, that's do. on my website. And that's I because Neptune's sitting at the degrees it was when it was in 2040, or, or was it when it was in 1840s? Yep. So I've got to say to you we're doing history again but now it's at a higher consciousness we're not just going to be going across the country we're going to be talking to the fifth dimension we're going to be working in the fifth dimension. And we're probably going to be now uh corresponding with these other more advanced civilizations and and uh, yeah like we're right we're com we're we're coming more into their playground to be able to like commune with them because we've been kind of like the little kids on the block <laughs> Well, you know, we've been in the third dimension yeah, for so right. long. Yeah. And 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 that wasn't we didn't have the freedom to know. This is this is actually very encouraging, I think. Yes, it is. See, when people say, Well, Marilyn, you know, I, look, I don't know how you think this is gonna come out well. 
I said, because of the way it's laid out. Well, you have a choice. You can choose. Yes, you do. Yes. But it takes courage. Like we're saying, it takes courage, trust, faith, self-knowledge. And like Marilyn keeps saying, this is the time for us to cultivate that in ourselves so we are prepared for the battle. Or maybe you don't want to use the word battle, but prepared for the quest or however you want to think. It's the heroine's journey. It is. Uh, that's a, that is a very good analogy for it. That's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, you have your choice. You, you have your choice mm -hmm. now. And these four super moons that we just had gave us time to choose. They, they're not going to give us much more time. Right. Pay attention to the crossroads. Be aware don't be asleep, like the Hopi's prophecy says. Pay attention to who's swimming around you as you go down the river. And uh, stay focused on what you want. And, you know, to keep your head above water. I, I mean, all that. I mean, it's just so wise. We are the people we've been waiting for because it's on. So prepare. But you know something that's interesting? The first man that gave me the copy of that, he was a young man. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, I was in a hundred mile an hour wind on the third Mesa, no second Mesa. And uh, he, he pulled me into his house mm -hmm. and we sat and talked for a long, long time mm -hmm. on that Mesa. And um, to the point where they thought I'd been blown off, they were looking for me. <laughs> so, so he finally, you know, when I finally come out, they go, where have you been? You know, we thought you got blown off the mountain wow. off the Mesa. Cause it's wow. a fall. It's a pretty big fall down. So anyway, he, but one of his last things he said to me, I'll never forget this. Um, he said to me, he said, you know, Marilyn, he said, you are the ones we've been waiting for. We cannot hold, because the Hopi were the ones that were to hold the spiritual strength of the planet. Uh -huh. And he said, we can't hold it anymore. It's bigger than us. Mm -hmm. So that's why they wrote this. You are the, we are the ones we've been waiting for. You have to go out and tell the people. You, Marilyn, have to go out and tell the people. You know, and I'm not the only one they told that to. It's been everywhere, yes. you know. Yes. But I'm just saying, yeah. they, they like, told as many people that they thought could help with this, to that this is what we have to do. And stop to looking to others point. to save and it. Stop for looking the, to others. For the exactly. hero to come. You are your own hero. You are the hero. Mm -hmm. And so this little, I, I read this probably five times a day just yeah. to keep myself focused. Right yeah, <laughs> I just yeah. do it because it's so profound and it's yeah. so accurate to the time we're in. Yep. So, you know, yes. And please, please, I, you know, if you want to contact me, um, I I have to say, I live in a very rural area. I live at the end of the world. And so communication is not good. Well, not literally. So You're I, in North Carolina, right? <laughs> I'm in North Carolina, but it is the end of the world. Uh, you know, I'm, 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 I am two and a half hours away from five, four major cities. Wow. But I can't get a dry cleaner here you know, and I can't get a car fixed here and that kind oh, of stuff. No. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, this is the end of the world here, but beautiful end of the world. Mm -hmm. um, it's also, I call it where I live. I call it uh, Sedona East. Oh, it's, yes. it's very mm -hmm. sacred land. I live on the Cherokee reservation. So, so that being said, 
we uh, when you get in reach with me, try to uh, my telephone number, my email address. Um, either one of those is the best way to get to me or text me. You can leave me a message, but I'll, but that's where it falls apart real quick. So if you text me, it's better, and email is better. Although not So if I don't answer you, please, um, you know, please. Persevere. Persevere. Yeah, thank you. That would be the best way to do it, all right? And then, um, you know, I'm happy to work with you. Uh, just blessed that I was able to do this today. I, I so appreciate this avenue. As we appreciate, because everybody is just looking like what, like, every, and you know what's, people feel it. Like what, something, there's a buzz and it's, I hate to say it, but it's a, it's a, it's a negative in anxiety. Like people feel the, 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 uh, the transition going on. Like every, it's like vibration in the air. Therefore, Everybody's looking for, like the Hopis say, you know, like don't grab onto the shore. Like, they're looking for something to hold on to, to for a little bit of, um, I don't know, like a life raft. And so this, thank you, because what 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 I've learned from you in astrology is that just life, living, these things are so much bigger than just our little microcosm of the world, you know. When you understand astrology and the grandness of all this and how this is, these cycles are, are uh, there's, well, it's cyclical and how all of the things, events that have happened on our little planet, the earth, always correspond with what's going on in the stars because we come from the stars. And all the ancient cultures knew this. They all studied the stars and that's why the pyramids are lined up with Sirius. And, you know, so what I'm saying is, is that it helps you to give a framework, a bigger picture as to what's going on to wrap your brain around it. And, and you know, like when you taught me on that episode you were on, how like the, the United States signed the Declaration of Independence when Pluto was aligned in the same position it was aligned back when the pandemic hit. I mean, yeah. it's the beginning of a new world. I mean, that doesn't blow your socks off. I know. For you to see, there's something bigger going on here, guys. So, first of all, take heart. Like, it's okay. Like, uh, some, some grand intelligent consciousness knows what's happening. And you could even say it was foreshadowed because it, it's right there. The planets are telling you the whole, they're taking the temperature, you know? So, Marilyn, as far as, as we close here, um, other than contacting you directly to, Get not only a personal reading on like the specifics for your life to help you get a handle and a little insight into what's happening, which is a personal reading is invaluable for that. For, as we wrap up, what depending on people are listening and watching, 2024 is going to be a time to pay attention, take action to make sure you're aligned in mind, body, and spirit in your own integrity, be clear with what's important to you. Living your values, keeping your eyes on the prize. Don't get distracted from all the smoke and mirrors and the wizard behind the curtain, because it's a wizard. And stay and stay focused on who's in your tribe, who's with you, and you're going to go into the next dimension if you look at those twelve steps. If you if you do if there's anything else, just as final 
kind of little pep talk for us to move forward. Right, right. It, and, and you know, be kind to each other. We're all trying to learn this. Yes. We're going to screw up sometimes. We're going to do wonderful things sometimes. We're going to do all of that. And and that's part of coming together and uh, and supporting each other. Yes. When my knees get weak, I can call somebody. And when your knees get weak, you can call somebody, and 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 they and they'll lift you up. And that's really what we need right now. So true, because it doesn't matter if you're Artemis and Aries that you, you we still are human, and we all have our moments of well even depending what you believe even jesus on the cross you know like said why did you forsake me i mean we all have our moments of like you know what's amazing i'm in a course right now i'm preparing actually to for my own course that i want to offer people it's going to be a digital course on understanding life stages for women and um came across in my studies a beautiful chant that was um it was talking about how staying in your heart, and how, great spirit, I will never forsake you, I've never It's just this beautiful chant, and it it's so simple, it was two sentences, and I'm not going to get into it now, because I'm probably not going to give it justice, but it just touched my soul, because the thought of not being forsaken, that you you are acknowledged. You 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 are seen, no matter how bad it looks or how discouraged you are. You're not forsaken. That it's just not going to happen, and that it will, no matter how dire it is. We will triumph. We will. We yeah, will triumph. We are going to. That's what. If, if you don't, if if I can't give anything to anybody, that is what I want to give to people. Don't let this get you yes. don't fall into that trap that's right because that's what they want that's exactly what they want that's how they're going to disempower us is no 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 keep your conviction and keep your heart Marilyn dumont amazing everyone in the show notes please reach out to her so we can do this thing and get down that river together and come out on the other side and uh Marilyn, any final words thank you and just Keep peddling, people. We're going to be okay. There so, you go. We're going there to be you go. okay. All right, everybody. Thanks for being a part of the show today and part of the solution. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Would you like to support my mission to help empower people all over the world to be all of who they truly are? If so, please subscribe to the show, leave a review on iTunes, and share it with a friend. And if you're looking to take immediate action to align your energy and optimize your health, visit amyfournier.com. Thanks for listening to Awakening Aphrodite. Let's awaken her together in you. I'm your hostess, Amy Fournier, and I already can't wait to be with you again and for you to hear what I have planned for the next show. Thanks for listening to Awakening Aphrodite with Amy Fournier. To learn more about Amy, check out her website, amyfournier.com. That's A-M-Y-F-O-U-R-N-I-E-R.com. You can also check out Amy's live and on-demand virtual fitness and yoga classes and sign up for her newsletter to receive a free mini ebook of three of her top tips for making holistic health a lifestyle. 
Again, that's amyfournier.com and get your ebook sent to your email immediately. Connect with Amy on the daily on Instagram at fitamytv, F-I-T-A-M-Y-T-V, and watch many of the podcast episodes and subtopic clips on her YouTube channel, which is also fitamytv. Enjoy, and we'll see you next time on Awakening Aphrodite.